0: Welcome to the jungle. A tremendous Monday to you. What's cracking? My name is Jim Rome. I am back in Southern California. It is nice to have you with us. All right. We start a new era. Let me get you started. The same way I would start the old era. 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 Jungle Tourette's era. Era, Telephone number is toll free. 1-800-636-8686. Obviously, it's going to be a big reaction day. I'm looking for your thoughts on any number of things. You want to hit me up right now, 1-800-636-8686. You can hit me up on the X at Jim Rome, R-O-M-E. You can also email me at Rome at com. So, you know, in fact, Alvy, I think I'll take that decade on Monday, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming off the week we had in Vegas, coming off that game last night, nothing wrong with that. I think I would take that deckie out right now. Big reaction day. So I know a lot of you, Chiefs Nation, Chiefs, Chiefs. probably feeling a little hungover, but still pretty happy. Hit me up, Frisco fan. I'm not here to pile on. I Big won't.
1: Frisco fan.
0: Even though I just went Frisco fan. I won't because I know it's devastating. It's All serious. Seriousness. Hit me up. I'm here for it. I want to talk about it. Let me know how it feels. You had it. Again. It was right there. Again. 1-800-636-8686. Anything you want to talk about regarding last night's game. Anything you want to talk about regarding last week. Anything you want to talk about moving forward. Anything you want to talk about regarding the fact that now we have to go about six months without football. That kind of sucks. Once again, 1-800-636-8686. 8686 is sad. That is really sad. The morning after always is sad. But we power through like we always have, like we always will. Thanks, Albie. Good to be back in my haunts. Although last week was amazing. What an amazing set. Out in front of the fountains at the Bellagio, But now the crew is back together. I'm back in Cali with the XR4TI. All right, I've got an ATP coming up later on. Coming up at 9.40 Pacific time. My guy, Ross Tucker, helps us break down what he saw last night. We're chasing a second guess. Nothing booked just yet. But you never know it might fall out. So all of that still ahead. Once again. Use the phones. Today is a reaction day. I'm going to give you my reaction to what I saw yesterday, but I want your reaction too. 1-800-636-8686. All right, so let's talk about last night's game. It seems to me very rarely does anything go exactly the way everybody says that it's going to go much less the Super Bowl itself. Normally, when everybody spends two weeks of build-up saying one thing about a Super Bowl matchup, you can expect the exact opposite thing to happen. Except this time, we were all right. Except this time, everybody saying the same thing was right. This time, you only needed one word to nail your Super Bowl prediction, and that one word is Mahomes. Mahomes? I mean, I must have said it 30 times last week. I must have said, I cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes Mahomes? in this game. And that's why. That overtime is why. That final drive in regulation is why. Mahomes is just that dude. And that dude is just that inevitable. Inevitable. Those two drives truly were inevitable. Inevitable. The two-minute drive to, or drill, to come up the field and tie it in regulation. And then the nearly seven-and-a-half-minute masterpiece to finish it off in overtime. Both times, Kansas City had to come from behind with the season on the line. And both times, the result could not have been any less surprising. Three straight games as an underdog. Psst, please. Is that incredible? Is that really a thing? That guy? That guy? Not And notice I'm not saying that team, and I'll get to the rest of the team, but that guy was an underdog three straight games. Yeah, who's an underdog? Because that dude and that team are never an underdog, which Patrick reminded everybody of after the game, and I can't say that I blame the dude.
2: You go on and win the championship being the underdog the last three games in the playoffs. Maybe a lesson learned for everybody
1: else out there in the future. Yeah, just know that the Kansas City Chiefs are never underdogs. Just know
0: that. (laughs) Solid. Solid. Those goat noises in the background could not have been more deserved. Back-to-back Lombardis. Back-to-back Super Bowl MVPs. He's got three rings in six years. He just pulled off a 10-point comeback in the Super Bowl, and the man is still just 28. I mean, it's all so freaking crazy. It really is. And he's earned all that. I'll tell you what else is crazy. For most of that game, Vegas looked right. For a big chunk of that game, the Niners looked like the better team. For a chunk of that game, the Niners looked like they were on the verge of beating the Chiefs down. I actually called it a mugging and a beat down on the X. Because that's exactly what it was for much of that game. In fact, the Chiefs really didn't have much going on at all offensively until late in the third quarter. When the game flipped and went from a mugging to a Muffing.
2: Tommy Townsend has sent to punt inside the Kansas City 25. The punt will come from our right to our left. It's a knee-high long snap, a right-footed punt. And here is the ball landing in front of Rayway McCloud, who gets it out of... Oh, he fumbled! He had the ball, and he fumbled it! At the 17, the Chiefs have recovered! Oh, calamity! A Muff! A muff on the play by the deep back man Ray-Ray McLeod of San Francisco. Retrieved muff. at the 16. First and 10 Chiefs. Another turnover in the game. Muff.
0: Not sure how Elk worked his way into the broadcast booth, but I'm glad he did. Muff. 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 Muff! Muff. Kevin Harlan, legend. Muff. Muff. Muff, muff, muff. muff. never a good spot for a muffed punt. But that was one epically horrible spot for a muff. Muff. That was the worst spot ever for a muff. Muff. Because what that did, obviously, was that set up the Chiefs on the 9 or 16. They scored on the next play. And I think that's when Frisco fan got their first big hint that... Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go again. This is going to be another absolute heartbreaker. The second big hint was when Jake Moody missed that point after. Now, credit to Moody, because coming in, that was one of the big concerns and one of the big question marks about the 49ers, their young kicker, their unreliable kicker. However, the rook did step up, and he banged in all three field goals, including – A 55-yarder, 54, 55, I think 54, but it was a Super Bowl record for about one hour. My point is, the guy was huge, except for that block point after. Now, that was a big, big, big deal, because without that blocked P.E.T., there was no opportunity for Kansas City to come up the field in a two-minute drill and send that game into overtime with only a field goal. Major, major difference. I mean, that was a bad, bad deal, that miss point after. Especially after hitting a couple of bombs. Which brings us to the already controversial overtime. Kyle Shanahan decided that he won the ball first, which played right into the Chiefs' hands because they were already planning on having the ball second and ending the game right there. Which, of course, is exactly what they did after that epic seven-and-a-half-minute drive.
2: Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front. Receiver motion. Low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught. Touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58.
0: So if you think that maybe you have seen that play before, it's because you have seen that play before. If that play looked familiar, it should. Because it was the same play they ran two different times against the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. They ran that play to Kadarius Toney to take the lead. They ran that play to Sky Moore to win it. Big Red. Ran it back one more time to finish off the Niners in OT. I mean, this is how great Andy Reid is, right? So great that he can just keep winning Super Bowls with one play. Doesn't even matter who's on the receiving end. As long as he's got Patrick and that play, they can beat anybody. Oh, and by the way, that dude who was on the receiving end, McCole Hardman, he had no idea that he just won the game. He said he blocked out. Either he blocked out or he didn't know what was going on? But Kermit, Patrick, could not wait to let everybody know after the game that the dude who won the game didn't even know he won the game.
1: I threw a touchdown to this dude at the end of the game. And he looked at me, I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. That. And
2: he, he, he said he blacked it's out. It. He had no idea. I was like, bro,
1: because he, he didn't even celebrate at the beginning. I'm like, what are we doing?
0: <laughs> Pat was like, yo, dude, 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 wake up, dude. Dude, we just won the Super Bowl. What are we doing? Like, what are we what doing? What are we doing here? For real. Like, like what are we, do like, with- what are I'm like, we what doing? What are do we, what do we like doing with- like, here? Like, like we're like, what we're what done. Bro, for? we won. What are we doing? We can go party. What what we're done. We like, what are we doing? I'm like, what, what, are, we are, here? like, what, what are we doing? Here's the thing about that. You know, what do whether he blocked out, like he said, or he just didn't know the playoff rules because they had changed. These Super Bowl overtime rules. If he didn't know the rules, he was not the only one. In fact, to hear the Niners talk about it, it seems like most of the Niners didn't know the new Super Bowl overtime rules. And that's not a good look for Kyle Jr. Lobster Shanahan. Frankly, none of it's a very good look for Kyle Jr. Lobster Shanahan. Now, don't get it twisted. Frisco fan I said off the top I wouldn't pile on and I'm not going to pile on Frisco fan I'm not 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 for those of you in San Rafael and Marin and and Pebble Beach and San Mateo and Burlingame and of course the city Sausalito Salinas Monterey I'm not I, I'm not doing it. Frisco fan. I'm not here to pile on. I'm not. Now, what I'm saying is don't get it twisted. Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant, brilliant offensive mind. Kyle Shanahan is an incredible coach. We all know this. But he did just blow the third 10-point lead or more of his career in the Super Bowl. He's done that three times. And it came up all week long in Vegas. We talked about this. Nobody doubts this guy's greatness. Brilliant offensive mind. However, because of his resume, we did say it all week long. He's got to have it. He's got to have it. This is the one. This is their best look. This is their best chance. If ever there was a year that KC was gettable, it's this year. If Kyle doesn't get this one, then the he can't win the big one narrative was going to start up. Fair or not? Well, consider that narrative officially starting up. And unfortunately for Kyle, having his players sit the postgame podium still confused about the overtime rules is not a good look. In fact, below not good. Below, not Especially good. when the Chiefs could not wait to brag on how prepared they were for that very exact scenario. The Chiefs say that they were preparing for overtime in the Super Bowl since training camp. In other words, they fully expected to get back there. And they were going to be prepared in the event that there wasn't overtime because there were new rules. Meanwhile, the Niners still weren't even sure what the rules were after the game. You know, and back to Kyle taking the football. The problem with his plan, and they won the coin toss. They did not defer. He wanted the ball. That was a big topic of conversation last night and this morning still. The problem with that plan is he's playing Patrick Mahomes. So assuming there was going to be a third overtime possession, that was one of their arguments. We did it because the analytics told us to and because we wanted to have the ball for a third overtime possession. Problem with that and why that's pretty flawed to me is There was no third overtime possession. You're letting Patrick Mahomes have the ball for the second overtime possession, so why would you ever assume a third? You know, as I posted on X last night, quote, like Patrick Mahomes was going to let his team lose. The hell he was. Of course he was not going to let them lose. Of course he was going to go down the field and ram a stake right through the faithful's heart. When you have a boot... On this dude's throat, you better finish him. You better kill him. You knew when Frisco won that coin toss, did not defer, couldn't punch it in, had to settle for three. You knew that dude was going to go right back down the field on them. It's who he is. It's what he does. We've seen this movie way too many times not to know how it ends, especially when the other characters are the Niners. Now, the good news for Kyle is that the guy who just did him Again, used to have the same rap, Big Red. You know, can't win the big one. Now, instead of that narrative, we're now talking about where Andy Reid ranks all time. Because he's sniffing that rarefied air at the top of the mountain right now. So there is hope for Kyle. Hasn't won the big one doesn't mean he can't win the big one. But don't assume it either. You only get so many looks at it. As far as Andy Reid, this dude's such a legend, he even brushed off that Travis Kelsey body slam. You know that block in the back? Yo, Trav. Big fella, yo. The hell was that? killer? Take a deep breath. I know your woman was in the house, but that doesn't mean you can cheap shot your head coach. And that's exactly what Andy called it afterwards.
1: Yeah, he caught me off balance. I wasn't watching. He a cheap shot, but that's all right. He did good. Um, he was really coming over just to go, just put me in, I'll score, I'll score. You know, so that's really what it was. Well, I love that. I mean, it's not the first time. So I, listen, I appreciate him.
0: I guess if Andy loves and appreciates it, then it's fine. It's a lot easier to love and appreciate it when the dude goes from one catch... For one yard at halftime to the leading receiver in the game. It just goes to show when you win, you can get away with pretty much anything. And the Chiefs right now are a freaking winning machine. A straight up bona fide dynasty. They are it. They are it. Mahomes is him. Just like we spent all week saying. Love the Chiefs or hate the Chiefs. Get used to the Chiefs. Because even in their down season... It seems like every NFL season ends with a Kelsey screaming into a microphone. She's Kingdom. And then maybe if you're on the X afterwards, you saw it. Trending items included rigged, roid rage, scripted. All of that was trending on X. Doesn't matter. They won. They ripped another one. The Niners let another one get away. Same as it ever was. And we talked about it all week long. You remember what I was saying also, before I go to break and get your reaction... I was saying, usually when everybody goes one way, you've got to go the other way, except every once in a while, everybody's right. And then you start to watch that game, and the Niners look like a totally different team. They really did. James Kelly and I were going back and forth all week long off the air about it, and he kept saying, you know what? Normally when a team plays that bad defensively coming in, it flips. It flips. I guarantee... He, he was saying it. I'm telling you. They're going to play a good defensive game. They're not going to play the way they were. And I kept saying, Head, I don't know. I don't know. That may be who they are. I don't think that's a one-off. I don't think they're coming off one bad defensive game and it's going to flip. I think that's who they are. And then they come out and they're dominant defensively, man. They are flying around. All of a sudden, Steve Wilkes looks like a genius. But in the end... It ends the way it always ends for both these teams. But no, Frisco fan, Frisco fan, don't take this the wrong way, but frankly, I'm classier than you. I am not piling on. I know it hurts. I know it hurts. It's got to hurt, like more than ever before. 1-800-636-8686. How about some reaction, quickly? Van Smack. It's a Dynasty Clones Sincerely, Chiefs Kingdom
1: Dynasty
0: Clones. Ray near Youngstown. Mike D for three. Unheard audio from Andy Reed last night. Quote, you just body slammed me and broke my glasses.
2: Sick and tired of you guys. The last time I came here you did the same thing. Get the hell out of here. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses.
0: Right. No need to state the obvious. Cheap shot. Purple turtleneck tan, man. What a great Super Bowl. Unfortunately, the 49ers lost again to fat boy Andy Reid and Patrick Kermit the Frog Mahomes. At least us clones get to hear I Afraidy today with what will be an epic call. Mario and SF. You know what? I don't know, but I bet yes. Kenny. Kenny is tough to nail down. I afraid he is. I mean, I never know where in the world I afraid he is. Except the day after the Super Bowl. And then I know exactly where he is. On hold, waiting to bump gums and talk junk. I can go months at a time without knowing where he is. I don't track his whereabouts. He's got a very important job and a very important place in life. However, I know a couple of things. If Dave Roberts and the Dodgers don't win, he'll be on the air the next day. And even more importantly, if Andy Reid and the Chiefs do win, I know he'll be on hold. I don't know when, but I know he'll be there. Mario, I think you're right. Dear Jim, you were so right. That loss by San Francisco was a real heartbreaker. Sign Pat Benetton. Better. I love Pat Benatar, but do better. Alex and Windsor, come on. I would rather another tired, pervin liar reset. That's devastating. Heartbreaking. Pat does sound great, though. She always does. All right, so you know where we're at. I've got thoughts on the Niners. I have thoughts. I'll tell you what, another hero last night who's not going to get nearly enough run, nearly enough attention, nearly enough credit. Spags. Spags. Yes, I called him a hero. I'm going to call him something else right now. The best big game D coordinator ever. Yeah, I said it. What an amazing job he did. No way they have the jewelry that they have without that guy. All right, so all of that ahead. 1-800-636-8686. Telephone call is coming up. Ross Tucker at 940. Before you file your taxes the same old way, consider this offer from Jackson Hewitt. Switch to Jackson Hewitt, and they will beat what you paid last year on tax prep. Even if you filed online, another reason to say, Hugh yeah, to Jackson Hewitt. They guarantee your max tax refund. Ain't nothing to it. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and pay less for tax prep. Guaranteed proof of prior year payment required when filing new clients only at participating locations through April 7th. Terms at JacksonHewitt.com You're listening to the Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. I returned to the confines of my SoCal studio. Tough to leave Vegas. Tough to leave that set. Tough to leave that vibe. One of the best weeks ever. And I do want to take a look back on that week a little bit later on today. But we are back home. Speak of the devil. What an amazing call by Mario. Mario said, well, yeah, it was depressing and it was hard. But but at least we will hear from Frady and, like, the bat signal. And I know that he's not responding to Mario. I know he's responding to what he saw last night. Another ring, a budding dynasty, the goat under center, but but I'm not going to put any words into his mouth. I'm sure he can handle it. We go right to the fro- phones. I have Frady. Kenny, my man. How you doing, dude?
1: Jimmy, I, um, I bring you warmest regards from Cowtown, capital of the football universe, where my two sons, and I all flew in from each of America's three biggest cities to commune with the local yokels at the Power and Light District last night. Let me tell you, we next, we sure know how to have a good time. My head is predictably throbbing this morning, and it does not require a vivid imagination to figure out why. But let me assure you, it is not solely because of the liquor. It is also because what has become of my football life has officially dented my brain. You see, you get this, Jim, because you know. You know that this world is now filled with bandwagoners, but some of us showed up a wee bit earlier than they did, like 50 years earlier than they did. And for the first 45 of those years, I was forced again and again to make my peace with envying the likes of the San Diego Chargers for making a Super Bowl and getting promptly filleted in it. Oh, to be the San Diego Chargers, to have two glorious weeks where the world is obsessed with my team that has no business being on the field with an actual Super Bowl champion. This was the dream, Jim, the unattainable dream. And if you've been around for a while like I have, you saw... Joe Montana tooling around last night, and while everyone else was thinking about his four Lombardis, you were thinking about 1993, the one Chiefs AFC championship game appearance I witnessed in 45 years of cruel and unusual punishment. If you're me, that's what you see when you look at football Manilow. You see the ecstasy of getting even to play a Super Bowl ticket, and then, of course, having your defeat already assured by halftime. for, for, For those too young or too oblivious to know better, the Kansas City Chiefs that you are so sick of were that hopeless for half a century. Chief Kingdom sniveled in longing to be the Cincinnati Bengals. The Minnesota Vikings were too high of a rent district for us. And the Buffalo Bills, with their four straight Super Bowl bludgeonings, what I wouldn't have given for one Super Bowl bludgeoning. I got a freaking crick in my neck looking up at the Carolina Panthers, the, the, the Atlanta Falcons, the Arizona Cardinals, Jim. All of you losers were the object of my jealousy. Higher on the NFL food chain than I figured I would ever be. Folks, we were the Detroit Lions. So if we are boring you right now, please understand that I give exactly zero craps about that. Zero. Because what is happening in Kansas City is contemptible only to haters like you. I used to envy you, and you hate me? You hate me because you want to be me, and you cannot. You just watch my football team kick Tyreek Hill to the curb and win the next two Super Bowls and counting. You just watch my football team literally sleep through a full four-month season and then fill the toughest inside straight in NFL playoff history at Buffalo, at Baltimore, and at Vegas against a killer Niners team, drooling for revenge. And you hate seeing this? I, I feel sorry for you, friends, because greatness like this in anything is precious and rare. So hate us if you will, but you are fortunate to be witnessing us. You are welcome. Jimmy, I have no time for people who hate dreams coming true because someday surely certainly not until Patrick Mahomes is in Canton's, but, but someday maybe even the Detroit Lions will rise to become historic. Who knows? Perhaps the Jets will become the kind of greatness that is a privilege to behold. If you actually love sports more than you love hating. And let me tell you something, having experienced this surreal reinvention of what the words Kansas City Chiefs mean? I will watch that next dynasty whenever it shows up with the same awe and respect I afforded to Jordan's Bulls and to Terry's Steelers and to Gretzky's Oilers because that is what sports fans do. Until then, losers, go swim in your hate lagoon. I'll see you at next year's parade.
0: Mom, <laughs> i afraid so the BIC's got the straps, but pound for pound, I'd even take it outside of the jungle in any walk of life. I afraid he is pound for pound, one of the three smartest, most intelligent, thoughtful people that I've ever met in my life. You can call him a bitter old man. He Part of that's true, but he's not bitter. But he is brilliant. What an amazing phone call. I mean, that, that that transcends Sports Talk Radio right there. He is a genius and a legend. Kenny, congrats. Extremely well said. And I agree with everything you just said. Let me take a short time out. React to that. I'm only getting out right now and not sharing more thoughts because I've got Ross Tucker on the other side. But I want your thoughts on that. Right on cue, my man calls up to celebrate that win and set everybody straight. What a legendary call. He's made... Dozens of legendary calls. That could win a smack off. That that actually is just like totally different from a smack-off call. That deserves its own event. Time now for a sports update.
2: Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Right back at it quickly. And a number of you are playing right into IFRADY's hands. More on that, top of the hour. But we are joined right now by a former NFL offensive lineman. He is an analyst for CBS Sports, Westwood One, and Odyssey, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Of course, a good friend of the program. I'm talking about Ross Tucker, my man. Where are you right now, and how are you feeling the morning after, Ross? Uh, My voice is
3: a little bit dicey after a a week on Radio Row and Super Bowl, but feeling great, man. As long as we have a good competitive game, I'm I'm very, very happy. Obviously, it's just remarkable how many times in recent years, Jim, it feels like we can talk about one play here or one play there. That would have been the difference in the game. I mean, man, when I was growing up, In the 80s and the 90s, it was like a blowout every year. The kids today have no idea what Super Bowls used to be like, Jim. (laughs)
0: No, Ross, it's so true. I was going to make the point last week that the biggest game of the year generally was the biggest letdown of the year, and it was that way for so long, but not anymore. So when you talk about the game turning on one play, Ross, let me ask you. Special teams obviously played a huge role in this one. Did this game turn on that Niners-muffed punt? And if so, whose fault was that? Yeah,
3: I mean, I, I thought it was by far the biggest play of the game. It's just such a swing play, right? I mean... It's not even like a turnover. It's a turnover where you lose 40 yards. They had made a stop of the Chiefs and Mahomes, which is not easy to do. And then to me, you know, I've been in those meetings, Jim, in special teams meetings, right? And, you know, you could argue Ray Ray McLeod. I'm not trying to kill him. Obviously, he didn't want to do it, but this is pro football. That's his job. Punt returners matter. He made three mistakes, in my mind, on the same play. I mean, number one... Those guys are taught to catch the ball, field the ball, if at all possible. And I don't know if he misjudged it, but he was certainly late to come up on the ball and make the catch. And number two, if you're not going to make the catch, if, it, if you think it's a short punt, any of your guys are, are even close to it, you run up there and say, Peter, Peter, or poison, poison, or whatever. And almost if you have to physically move them out of the way, then you do that. You cannot let the ball hit one of them. And then the one that I don't understand at all, Jim, fall on the ball. I mean, it goes off Luter's foot, and it goes right to Ray Ray McLeod, and he tries to scoop it. And maybe it's because, you know, these guys are just so gifted, Jim, and they've always been able to, you know, scoop a ball up like that and just run with it, but he wasn't going anywhere anyway. Like, I was taught when I first started fl- playing football – As a Husky sixth grader, fall on the ball. Fall on the ball, Tucker. Like, just fall on the ball at that point. Really changed the whole complexion of the game.
0: Ross Tucker joining us. All right, Ross, what about Patrick Mahomes? You posted as much on the X this morning, but so much for this notion that you cannot win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a big contract. So would now be a pretty good time for everybody to stop saying that.
3: Yes. And by the way, I'm so fired up about your partnership with X. Can't wait to watch your show. Over Thanks, dude, very awesome much. Fun. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. But, um, yeah, well, so what's really funny is now Mahomes has now won it back-to-back years on a huge contract. And, in fact, this year his contract was the single biggest cap hit in the league at $37 million. And then everybody, of course, that evidently has really bad memories replies and says, oh, that sounds like the exception. Sounds like maybe Mahomes is the outlier for everything. Hey, fellas, ladies, whoever is replying to me on X, you know the year before that it was Matthew Stafford. And the year before that, it was Tom Brady. And the year before that, it was Mahomes on a rookie contract. But, yeah, you're the one saying he's the outlier. So it's been four years in a row now, Jim, where it has not been a guy on a rookie contract. So I think we can finally put that to bed. You know, is it ideal to have a star quarterback on a rookie contract like D.J. Stroud or something? Yeah, that'd be great. That, like Good luck. That's what everybody in the whole league trying to do. It's hard to do. You know what's really hard? Winning the Super Bowl without a star quarterback. <laughs> uh, go back and look at the guy. That's really hard. So if you have a star quarterback, you pay that guy. And you find a way to get as good of a team around him as you possibly I mean, look at all the people that are even in these playoff games. Goff is a star quarterback these days. Jordan Glove looks like he's going to be a star. Josh Allen is a star. Lamar Jackson's a star. I mean, how many teams, and Brock Purdy, by the way, I thought acquitted himself very well last night. I think he's a star. You need a top ten guy. I mean, all those guys we're talking about are top ten quarterbacks. Good luck. Winning anything without a top ten quarterback.
0: Ross Tucker joining us. All right, Ross. So what about it? Like this was the year for the Niners to do it. They had the team. The Chiefs were not what they were during the regular season. It seemed to line up beautifully for San Francisco, and yet they come up short yet again. Where does that leave the Niners going forward?
3: Right. And to our other conversation, you know, sooner rather than later, Purdy's gonna want to get paid. So that that can't happen for at least one more year but they will definitely do it after that one more year because, I mean, after next year, he'll he'll basically have been the most underpaid player in NFL history with what he's done these first three years, making absolute peanuts compared. I mean, there are games that make more. Mahomes makes more for a commercial than Brock Purdy made the whole year. I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about it. Um, They're in a bad spot. Uh, They really are they got a very, very talented team, but it's hard. And I think that's why they were so devastated after the game. They know how hard it is to get this far. They've been to whatever it is, four conference championship games in the last five years. They've lost a couple of them, like to the Eagles and the Rams, and they've won a couple and lost in the Super Bowl. They know how hard it is, and that's really where we're at now moving forward for the rest of Mahomes' career, Jim, he's now in the the Brady zone where, like, even the young players for the other team, all they know in their mind is Mahomes coming through in these moments. It almost becomes, whether it's conscious or subconscious, I'm convinced it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And you can't help but just assume, I mean, the look on Kyle Shanahan's face, the look on everybody's face, during that drive and overtime was like they've seen this movie over and over again, and they know how it ends.
0: Exactly the line that I used earlier, Ross. Really quickly, give me—I got about a minute for this. Was it a mistake for the Niners to take the ball instead of deferring an overtime, or frankly, did it not matter?
3: I'm okay with it. I, I've, I've actually done a lot of reading on this. I think you can make an argument either way. Obviously, if you kick and you get the ball second, you have the information advantage, right? Sort of like what we talked about in college football. You know what you need. You can go for it on fourth down, et cetera. But there's going to be a lot of scenarios where both teams kick a field goal or don't score or whatever. I think having that third possession is important. I guess what I would argue is you only kick or defer if you know if you get the ball in the second possession, you're going to go for two. If you commit to going for two, then I'm fine with you kicking. Other than that, I'm okay with the Niners did, and I I don't think it made that much of a
0: difference. Mm. Ross, I got a minute. Valentine's Day is Wednesday. Is it too late for the clones to take advantage of my front-page story?
3: No, I actually think, Jim, this might be better this way. Because you you go to myfrontpagestory.com, you make the order, okay? You print it out, put it in an envelope, and then when you hand it to your significant other, you say, Honey... I wanted something special this year. I'm having a story written about you right now that they're working on about how special you are and how much I love you. Can you even imagine, Jim, the anticipation for your wife, like, every day waiting for that thing to come, that package to come in the mail, framed, beautiful, looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper? That actually might be better than just straight up giving it to them for Valentine's Day. The anticipation every day. Well, like Well, My wife would be like, wait, there's a story being written about me? My might even be better if you get it now
0: as a last minute gift. I think you're right. Why did we not know that already? Ross Tucker, <laughs> an analyst for CBS Sports, Westwood One and Odyssey, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And there you go, clones. You now have your idea for Valentine's Day. It's not too late. Ross, you're the best. I know you've been going through it. I know you put in the time. I know what that week's like. I just did it myself. Appreciate you, dude. Great job.
3: Of course. Great work all week, Jim. The, uh, the set looked amazing.
0: Ross Tucker. Appreciate you, dude. Ross Tucker. he He's done a lot of stuff in the past week and last night and this morning and still showing up for the jungle the way he always does. All right. There's our number one. When we come back, I want reaction. Pure reaction. You're in the jungle. I am Jim Rome. Hour two. Straight ahead.